0: special guest, a return guest, my good friend, Mark Champagne, who is the host of the top 40 ranked podcast, Behind the Human. I have had the pleasure of being a guest on that show two times, so you can check that out. He is also the author of the incredible book, Personal Socrates. I highly recommend getting your hands on this book if you haven't already. It's such an incredible tool for self reflection. There's a bunch of different profiles of different people throughout history, some living now, some no longer with us. We're really at the top of their game in terms of performance and leaving a legacy. And for every person that has a profile, there is a question that really embodies the way that they thought. And these are really powerful questions that can help us get to the root of anything that might be holding us back or how can we really reach our highest potential. So it's a really incredible resource. It's also a great gift. I love giving that book as a gift. Highly recommend it. But Mark's work, his podcast, his book, everything he does is all about unpacking the mental fitness practices and reflection questions that have shaped the lives of some of the most successful and brilliant thinkers in the world, which we know is totally my jam. I love good questions. I love reflection and I love optimization. I love productivity. This is why I love energetics because to me, energetics is about human optimization. That's what manifestation is. How do we get more done in less time? How do we optimize? How do we get more energy? How do we follow flow and alignment? And we talk about all of that in today's episode. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the first time Mark was on the show, that is episode 464, so you can go back and listen to that. Amazing conversation. As always, I just love chatting with Mark so much, and this conversation was no exception. We unpack more around mental fitness. We talk about what it's like interviewing some of the top thinkers in the world. We chat about sleep and mental clarity, focus, keeping curiosity alive how our paths can lead us to places that we never would have expected, but are really, truly in alignment. So much good stuff in here. Mark is just amazing. I love him. He's one of the, just best humans. One of the best humans, such a beautiful soul and one of my favorite people in the whole world. So I know you guys are going to love this. If you want to connect further with Mark, you can head to behindthehuman.com and find everything there. Links to his book, Personal Socrates, links to his podcast, Behind the Human, which you can find on all podcast platforms. And you can also go to Instagram at Behind the Human to connect further there. You are probably going to want to take some notes because some really great journal prompts and reflection questions come through in this episode. I've listened back and pulled a lot of good stuff from this conversation, so I know you will as well. So enjoy this conversation with Mark Champagne. If I had to give an award to the most unexpected product that has totally changed my life, it would have 100% be element electrolytes. I know I talk about them all the time but it's because these have been such a game changer for how I feel. I cannot tell you how much it's a night and day difference and I used to be somebody who was so not into electrolytes because so many out there are just filled with sugar, and junk. All of those artificial ingredients. elements doesn't have any of that. There's no sugar, no coloring, no gluten, no fillers, no artificial ingredients. It has a science-backed electrolyte ratio, super clean, and tastes amazing, plus makes me feel amazing. So before, I used to have all these symptoms that I thought were blood sugar imbalances, or gut issues, or vitamin deficiencies, hormone imbalances, and it was really an issue of imbalanced electrolytes in my body because if you eat a whole foods based diet, if you drink a lot of water, I mean, we're just not getting enough sodium. Our soil is depleted of all different types of nutrients. I'm pretty active. I do a lot of energy work. I just feel like nowadays, most people could use some electrolyte support, but I was dealing with headaches Brain fog, energy crashes. I was having trouble concentrating throughout the day. My legs would get swollen randomly. I was, you know, waking up in the middle of the night to pee a lot. And I just felt like overall fatigue, which could be so many things. And I feel like, why would we not start with the simplest thing? And the simplest thing was actually the last thing I looked for element changed the game for me. Now I understand the importance of electrolytes and I drink multiple packets a day. Personally, I feel like, you know, start with half a packet, one packet and notice how you feel. But I feel like a lot of people are really dehydrated because they are drinking water and it's not actually getting absorbed in their cells. And that for sure was true for me. So it's not just, am I drinking enough water? It's, can my body use the water that I'm consuming? Once you start drinking element you will finally feel hydrated it is a total game changer and i cannot live without this stuff my favorite favorite flavors are the citrus salt the watermelon the raspberry salt and all variations of the chocolate the chocolate ones put in hot water they're so delicious like hot chocolate that's like sea salt flavored so good and the rest can go in cold water and they are delish good news is whether you are a new customer or a returning customer my discount code CTC will get you a free sample pack with any order. So if you go to drinkelement.com CTC, and that's spelled D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com CTC, that will get you a free sample pack with every single order, even if you've ordered before. So might as well rack up your sample packs. The sample packs include one packet of every flavor. And guess what? If you don't like your element order for any reason, they offer no questions asked refunds on all orders and you don't even have to send it back. So you really have nothing to lose. So go to drinkelement.com slash ctc. Try out whichever flavor tickles your fancy. I recommend citrus salt or watermelon to get started. And you'll get that free sample pack with your order and you can try them all out. You will become obsessed. Okay, so last time you were on the podcast, I asked you my normal four questions I ask everybody. I'm gonna ask you a different version this time. Some of them are repeats. Sound good?
1: Okay. okay yeah, let's first, do it.
0: first is I asked you this before, but I want to know if anything changed. What is your morning routine?
1: Oh, morning. so things have changed. What hasn't changed is prioritizing time in the morning. So I would I would say I'm doing more uh, stacked practices that incorporate breath work. So this morning, for example, I did uh, and I use for the I either do it myself and do like a Wim Hof style sequence uh, for breath work or I use other which is the app that I've been pretty obsessed with. Um, and there was a 15-minute gratitude flow, guided gratitude flow that had the prompts. So for me, that incorporates the journaling. Then and the prompts are asked during the breath holds. So you know, there's that element. And then at the very end, there was um, there was a visualization piece to it. So for me, like 15 minutes, and basically I've got breath work, journaling, and visualization. It's impossible not to come out of that feeling great. <laughs> Right, True. <laughs> yeah. so, so I've been playing around with the with a lot of different sequences like that in the morning and then doing some physical fitness uh, on top of that and any kind of reading or what I like to call like positive mental nutrition to just start the day thriving.
0: love that. What are you reading right now?
1: What am I reading right now? i I am reading David Goggins' new book, um what is it called? Uh, I forget the name of it. It's a second, second book, which goes deep into his crazy, uh, mind and mindset around like pushing through, I shouldn't even say pushing through, like just being really in tune with yourself and, uh, you know, working through limiting beliefs and so forth. Uh, so that one is always on the desk. Uh, I have a novel as well, which is new for me. And that's usually more in the evenings called sorrow. Um, that someone sent it to me. I forget her, her name. I'd, I'd have to look it up, but Mm -hmm. I just find like that kind of reading. Um, I don't know. I just ideas pop or it's just a different kind of spark of, of the mind, but for the morning, I always have either something, either a book around uh, a topic that I'm trying to learn more about. And this is the same thing with the podcasts that are on the list. Um, or something that I know like a David Goggins or I'll have Ryan holidays stuff or, um, you know, Robert Green and whatnot, like books that I know when I pick them up will shift my perspective immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So um yeah, I mean, that's just so like I said, I mean, the 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 time in the morning has, has remained the same for probably about 12 years, 12, 13 years at this point. Um, but I'm always trying to experiment just to keep things fresh um, in the morning, uh, even the breath work, like, well, I'm doing that. I've, I've got, uh, a juve light panel, um, that I'll put on for like 10 minutes and like all of those things stacked together. It's just, oh, you're ready to go.
0: <laughs> so wake you up. Are you, yeah. Do you still wake up at what time is it like five 34 or something? Or like yeah, I, do, I do
1: five thirty four. Good memory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! I, I need to pick a random time like that to start waking up to. I'm sure it works. Honestly. Yeah,
1: um, I don't know. Like now, it's just comical. But for whatever reason, <laughs> whenever that that started, I was like, yeah, I'm just. doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. And I don't know, let's pick this odd number and it's it's, like, it sticks.
0: Can't fully commit to 5.35. So let's just do 5.34. It's like slightly overachiever. I'll text
1: you. I'll be like, I made it. I got that extra
0: minute. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Good to know. I just, I always like to know I'm obsessed with people's routines. Like, I just think that is what makes someone, you know, like, I, I just think that's the key to everything and like expanding time in your day and like, Going through your day in a totally different energy. I think it's all in the morning. Um, so I like to hear people's different, you know, routines because yeah. some are super long and complex, and others are short and simple. Um, and it all works. But I really believe optimizing your morning changes your entire life.
1: Like, oh, it's it's usually. everything. I mean, and like the other thing I've been learning to to be a little bit more kind with myself is like, and this just happened recently. I remember it was New Year's Day, which was a Sunday. And we had a bunch of people over for dinner and it was great, but I could it's like I could see the clock kind of ticking later and later. And I'm like, I was mentally prepared for Monday morning to just like rock and I couldn't wait. It was like basically the last two weeks of just slowing down and all of that. Um, And I was excited, like ready to go. But I knew the longer that dinner went on. The more it was going to affect that morning routine, and and it did. And I originally woke up just a little bit pissed off, but then just reshift or like shifted my mind, thinking, okay, I'm not going to do the full thing. but What I am going to do, I'm going to do the breath work, and I'm going to do you know set some intentions, and it's it's going to be a ten minute flow this morning with the lights. Um, and you know it it wasn't ideal, but it was at least something versus yeah. just sleeping through that. And starting the day feeling like on like catch up mode.
0: Yeah, totally. Honestly, I think that's the hardest part for me is um I don't wake up super early and I want to because I want like three hours to myself in the morning or so I yeah. want way more. Um, but it's because I don't go to bed early enough because most of my social things are in the evening. I feel like that's because yeah. what time do you go to sleep?
1: Uh around 10 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Whoa,
0: you don't get that much sleep. I guess you get like seven and a half. Is that?
1: Different? Yeah. As long as I get. I, it, yeah. As long as I get seven and a half. Okay. Anything, yeah. That's if, pretty good. Anything less than that, then I feel it.
0: Have you gone into like, sl- like deep into sleep stuff a lot?
1: I mean, only, only from the standpoint that I know sleep is everything. I'm
0: I like, have been really into this whole idea of circadian rhythm recently. Oh. I just like you know, like, are you a morning person, night person, like, like what's optimal for you? And like, what's your chronotype, but also this idea of, cause I realized this, if I wake up in the middle of a REM cycle, I'm exhausted the whole day. But if I time it, so it's like every 90 minutes,
1: mm. I
0: can get less sleep, but still feel just as rested.
1: Yeah. Does that makes sense. Like when I'm yeah. getting,
0: if I get eight hours of sleep, I'm, I'm in the middle of a REM cycle. And so I feel groggy the entire day. Yeah, that so makes I, sense. I either have to wait longer or wake up like half an hour earlier to be on the on the right cycle.
1: <laughs> well, this I feel like where I I need I mean I've been putting off, but like I need a good wearable of some sort like mm. a Aura or Whoop or something to really track. I mean I yeah. I use an Apple Watch, um, but probably not as good as like an Aura Ring or whatnot for for that because I mm-hmm. I mean essentially I do get up at that same time. Um, I do not like what I do do. I do wear blue blockers before going to bed. That makes like basically from 8 p.m. on if I don't and you know, if I'm on my phone or especially laptop, I notice that right away the, yeah. the next morning waking up. Um and then the other thing, these, these red lights have been huge, like just to fire up the circadian rhythm. And and then you know, obviously if it's sunny outside, uh, you know, I try to get a good breath of fresh air and look into the light essentially, and just mm-hmm. fire that up. But it's winter here in Canada, at least, which is dark, yeah. or darker, I should say when it's yeah. definitely dark when I'm getting up, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is not the greatest. So red lights yeah. it is.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I'm super affected by light, like at night and my whole house, I have, like red lights. Um, okay. so I like they're the color changing light bulbs and it's yeah. totally changed my sleep. But now if I'm like literally out anywhere else, because it's so bright, I will be up. I'm just wired until like 2 AM yeah. because the lights just keep me up. Cause I'm so used to my, my whole house just being red and dark <laughs> red, like from like 5 PM on. Um, but it's a total, it's a total game changer. Anybody listening, those light bulbs. Yeah. Changed my life for sure.
1: So well, I don't have to wear my Sleep is I remember I did this this original, this podcast series with a group of uh, integrative medicine docs or functional med- or MDs, and we interviewed, I don't know, 10 or 12 different specialists across the board, from geneticists to doctors, to nutritionists and so forth. And the fundamental theme that came back in terms of longevity and, you know, just like health optimization, all of them didn't matter what they' what they were doing was you have to dial in your sleep Mm -hmm. this just affects everything right like it affects your 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 mood everything your energy levels so you know for everyone listening like if there's one thing to put some focus on is just making sure that you're getting good enough and quality sleep
0: yeah but i think the question is like what it's like dialing your sleep yes but i think that it's like how do you even know what that looks like right because that's where with the chronotype thing is so it's so interesting because some people are meant to be genetically yeah. night owls, you know, or yeah. a morning it's like
1: person. like 25% or something, right? Like it's not a low yeah. percentage.
0: Yeah. So it's like, you're not, so you could be going to bed at 10, waking up at 530 and thinking you're just like on your game. But if you're designed to be a night person, it's not going to be good for your body. You're probably going to feel like tired all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, which I think is really fascinating or just like how many hours do we need? I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people get like six to seven hours of sleep. Um, and I was reading, I don't know. I, I was reading cause I've been reading a lot about sleep recently. And somebody was saying that, you know, eight hours is the thing that most of us are taught. I try and get eight hours of sleep, but this sleep scientist, this is just one person's idea right but he w- he was saying actually like most people need eight and a half to nine like that eight should actually be like nine hours of sleep
1: yeah. um it's definitely is, not less
0: yeah. And, yeah which is wild
1: yeah to me I remember I interviewed the the CEO of eight sleep and then someone else too that had a sleep has a sleep tracking app and whatnot and mm-hmm. both of them said the same thing like You can, like what you're doing, you can optimize your sleep and and make sure you're waking up in the right cycles and stuff like that, which are, which will help. But in terms of the length, Mm -hmm. it's not like you can optimize to the point where you need, you only need four hours of sleep. I think that myth is, is busted at this point.
0: Well, I know, I know somebody who goes to the float tank every, (laughs) every week. And she said that because she goes to the float tank, she only needs four to five hours of sleep a night like, I don't know how, much, I, I don't know. I got to look into the science, but she was saying that, that like she had read that it can replace REM sleep. Like if you go into oh, really? for two hours a week, it like replaces however much REM sleep. And I'm like, oh my God. But I had my brain scanned. do you know, Dr. Andrew Hill? No. Um. So he was doing like, so it was funny because he was my professor in college. Um. And then I got connected to like his like brain scan center, uh, in, in LA and, and he was on my podcast. Yeah. And so they, they hooked me up and scanned my brain. He's just showing me all these like scary holes in it because I wasn't sleeping enough. Uh, wow. and so ever since then I get really nervous a- about it, you yeah. know, cause it's like, even if I feel okay, I'm like, and at that point I felt okay. Like I didn't feel like I was sleep deprived. And he was like, your brain looks so sleep deprived. Um, and I felt fine. And so that's why I question. It's like, you know, when people talk about, oh, I've optimized my sleep. Um, it's like, have you really, though? Like, how, how do we know without a scan? Because sometimes we can feel okay, but it's still not enough, you know? Well, I mean,
1: it's for sure. Like, obviously, if, if you can scan or if you can get, like, some really hard data. But, I mean, one thing, and this, again, came out of this series with these docs, is, like, go to bed, like, sleep an extra hour for a week. And then just when you wake up, journal. How, yeah. Like how are you feeling? And compare the compare what because I think what happens is our our like normal just becomes standardized, which mm-hmm. which I think in general like just health overall, especially in North America, it's like the normal is not healthy, right? But mm-hmm. p- people don't know what healthy feels like until you start making some changes. Uh, and then are like, oh, wow, like, yeah, my body does mm-hmm. move better and I, my mood's, you know, uh, at another level and, and so forth. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, again, coming back to just I don't know if we, we talked about that before you hit record, but just being curious, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, I can't say that the float tank thing doesn't happen, but le- I'm now I'm interested in looking that up, I right? Know, like <laughs> Try it out. I mean, what do you have to lose? Plus, you're going to feel great in the tank. I've done that a couple of times.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you, have you, did you try the experiment of sleeping an extra hour?
1: Uh, I tried, I think I tried 30 minutes just to get to that full eight hours for me. And I didn't notice a difference, Mm -hmm. but I do notice a difference going the reverse. Okay. Just in the 30 minute chunk. If I get anywhere between seven and seven and a half, I definitely wake up feeling groggy and have low energy in the day. Um, maybe even a headache uh, and it's, it's not as, so I've kind of tweaked around or played around in that range. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, what, what I've consciously, the blue blockers have made a huge difference. Um, And then also just trying to not be in like thinking mode right before going to sleep. Like that's why I have that novel as well um, just to like, just relax the mind. And, uh, I'll do some journaling as well. Just like, you know, what are the wins for the day? And, um, what am I excited about? Like, just like lower level kind of cognitive processes so that I can go Mm -hmm. to bed and, and ideally just fall asleep.
0: Yeah. I have been recently making a list of all the things I accomplished during the day, Mm -hmm. Uh, like writing it down, which I didn't used to do, but I just found, as the to-do list gets longer, I was just starting to feel like I was just always behind and feeling like, Oh, I did nothing today. You know? And I was like telling myself that story and I did do a lot of things. I just often wasn't doing the things that maybe I planned. Uh, but then, you know, stuff comes up, priorities have to kind of shift. so then I started writing down like everything I did accomplish that day. So my brain is like, Oh, look, you did. You, you did do some things.
1: <laughs> totally. I. It's funny you say that, as I. I did the same thing. Uh, I, I. I need to restart it because it was I for whatever even reason I stopped. So my desk has like a glass top, and I bought uh, erasable markers, and I just started listing out the wins as they were happening throughout mm-hmm. the day, kind of what you're saying, and like. But there's something about seeing that right in front of you and yeah. seeing the list grow throughout the day yeah. that is different. Than journaling, you know, what you're grateful for the wins at the end of the day, for example, mm-hmm. I think it's that like progressive, like seeing the, the list grow and like shit, like there's some like good things happening today. Whereas had you not done that, you're like, uh, you know, I don't know about today. It was okay. It was mediocre, <laughs> but like, shit, look at this. Like this, yeah. this is good things. Right. Yeah.
0: I love that tip. I'm going to start doing that writing my wins. I don't have a glass top, but I'll just write a, a list. Cause it does make a huge difference for yeah. sure.
1: Well, but um, just making sure that list is like visible. That's, yeah, I right think in
0: that's front the key. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay, so what, else, what do you feel like are the things that help you the most with like mental clarity and focus?
1: Consistent check-ins. Mm. And with prompts like, you know, like what's in play. Like when I, when I feel like my mind is starting to loop in anxious thoughts or whatever, I'm starting to question like, okay, am I doing the right thing? Or are there enough opportunities in the works, blah, blah, blah. I just, I find I have to just pause and I have to see it. And that's I'll for sure. Journal, you know, uh, pen to paper in that capacity and just like, Hey, these are the things that are, I'm currently working on. Uh, these are the people, the, the relationships and the people are always the biggest one for me. Like these are the, the relationships I'm focusing on. And then when I see it, it's like, okay, you know what? It's, it, I can, it's like, you're zooming up, right? Like 30, 40,000 feet and things slow down a bit and like, Hey, okay, there's, there's actually a lot going on. That's good. And you can like shift things around a little bit. So it feels more organized, um, in 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 your mind and whatnot and then usually from that place be like okay well tomorrow then these are the steps that i need to take or if i already have typically i have a plan in place already but like these are the adjustments that need to be made uh i think that's the big thing is like especially you know we're talking about like new years and stuff like that and you put these plans together and they're great but um the check-ins and the adjustments or the like the micro course corrections are probably even more important than the original plan in the first place um and you you, like you just need that time like Mm -hmm. time to just still the mind right Mm -hmm.
0: so do you have like 20 different notebooks on your desk or like how do you how do you do all that I feel like your answer with everything is like a journal about it and I'm thinking like because I know for me I have I mean I have literally three right here look this is just on my desk you should look next to my bed you should look downstairs you know because I have to have like 10 notebooks around me because I like to organize different things I have like a big idea, like big visionary things, where I want to map things out. I have like today's to do list. I have like weekly things. I have like my journal, journal where I'm like processing things or reflecting. Like,
1: yeah.
0: So I'm a, I'm a psycho like that. W- what is your process like?
1: So I mean I've we're we're a bit similar. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Uh, I do have I do have like the bigger journal notebook, which is like the ideation one and like draw things out. Uh, but I do have to say. I've gotten, I don't want to say better because I don't think there's a good or bad in this, but I've adopted the mentality that the practice is more important than where the information is being stored. So I do have, you know, a physical journal that is like the regular kind of the morning or evening stuff. Um, I also use day one as an app um, and as a digital journal and sometimes on my iPad, I'll, I'll write in that, um, but and then I have just like a like a flip journal, which is like notes and stuff. But often, you know, depending on where I'm at, if I have that, like what I'm noticing is the the, the value is the in the moment journaling, right? Like instead of waiting, like if something comes up in the day and be like. Ooh, that's that's irritated me, or or I have to shift my mind in some capacity. Instead of waiting till the end of the day or whenever I would normally journal and like touch on that subject, I just stop everything and take a few minutes with whatever paper or medium I have and process that stuff. And that's been a really big, I don't know, it just feels lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm looking at like outside of the booth, like I do have a, you know, a stack of journals on on my bookshelf. Um, but I would have been like, you know, five years ago would have been a lot more proud of like, I want to grow the stack on, on the, on the bookshelf. And now I'm, I'm less concerned about that because I feel like I'm getting real good value from the actual practice itself.
0: And sometimes audio
1: notes, audio, audio has been big as well. And I use day one for that. Um, and there's something about hearing your voice and like pulling that out of your head and, and speaking back to yourself and and whatnot, because again, we probably talked about this before, but like journaling is just reflection like that's the practice right so yeah. it doesn't matter as long as you're thinking and reflecting uh, you pick the medium that uh, resonates best for you in and also in whatever space you're at right now
0: mm-hmm. no I, I love that I that was super I needed to hear that I am trying to find ways to cut down on all these <laughs> damn journals because I'll like have something that comes up in my brain and I like to keep it organized and I'm like, wait, but that notebook is in the other room downstairs. And like, and I'm like running around trying to grab the right right notebook and it's ridiculous, but I've just been thinking a lot about, you know, I had, and I think I go through phases with this. I think at different times in my life, I, I maybe need a different approach, but something that was working for me before was when I would have something I wanted to process or an idea or something I needed to go deeper into, I would just make a list of all of those things that the like on a piece of paper. And then at the end of the day, when I was done with whatever I had planned on doing, then I would visit it. So it had a place to go and I wouldn't forget just so that I could stay really focused in whatever I was working on. But I've actually realized like right now, what has made things a lot easier for me was if it's coming up and it's going to take me less than five minutes, I'm just going to do it right now because it started to create this whole, like it turned into, what felt like another to-do list at the end of my day. Um,
1: well, and you it's can't, like, it's like the dishes you can't the do it,
0: you know, yeah. it's like, just do it right now. It's going to take 30 seconds. Um, yeah. so that has been really helpful for me just doing, well, it moment I've, moment.
1: I've, I've noticed that, that, that has come up the, probably the strongest in, uh, with my podcast and like reaching out to guests, like, cause probably similar to, to you, like I'm listening to other podcasts and whatnot and someone like sparks and I'm like, Oh, it'd be really interesting to interview them from this perspective then I go down like I try to see where they're you know where they are on the socials and like the best route. Um, and historically, I would I would I just have a master list of of potential guests, and I never like never went anywhere with that. Versus now, uh, probably the last few years, and this it, this the success, success rate is so much higher. Um, I'll just do it right away. Like, mm-hmm. okay. It seems like maybe Instagram is the best way. Like it's probably the best hit or maybe LinkedIn, like whatever one, I think there's less noise to get to. And I'll like listening to this podcast with you on it uh, really ins- but, like whatever the line is. Um, But it's right there in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that has led to a lot, a lot of interesting yeah. conversations.
0: What always lands so much better because right? it's like the energy is prime. Like you're, you're, you're excited. You're motivated. Like, I, I really believe in that. Like there's a time when it needs to come through. I mean, that's yeah. how I write my books, right? People are yeah. like, I'm like, look, I could try and write it right now and it's going to take me five months or I can just wait until it's the time and it'll take me three days.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Makes sense to me. Well, okay. I wanted to talk to you about podcasting mm. Um, because how long have you been podcasting for now?
1: six years.
0: Nice. Yeah. yeah. So a while, a long time. I, well,
1: in the podcasting world, I in guess. the podcasting
0: <laughs> world, it is for yeah. sure. You know, most people drop off after like a year. <laughs> I feel yeah. like, uh, there aren't that many, like when you look at all of the podcasts in existence and how many are active, it's like a yeah, it's very, true. very low percentage, you know? Yeah, very um, true. you've had a lot of interviews. Uh, you've been doing this for a long time. And I think that's it. Like, I think the podcasting space is so unique. And I I think it's really interesting to hear about kind of like the behind the scenes of, of podcasting, what that's like. Um, And I'm actually, I guess where I'll start is what's, what's your process of prepping for guests? I'm curious about that.
1: Um, it's, it changes depending on, on the project because now, and and unfortunately, and I've, it seems like I'm designing my life to, to, to be this way. I have my main show obviously behind the human, which um, you know, it's 300 or so interviews at this point. So it feels pretty natural, but then I've been doing these uh, original series with different brands and whatnot, um, which the format is, is often different or I've got to like think about it from a different perspective. And that's, what's, that's at first a little bit scary. Cause now I'm like, Oh, I've got to, th- like I can't flow in the same way that I'm used to on behind the human, right? Like I'm thinking a lot more. So those ones I put in a lot more preparation. Um, But behind the human, the way I do that one is really by feel like I'm doing everything possible to go into the interview, feeling prepared and depending on who the guest is, and it's not has nothing to do with whether they're like a celebrity or like big followers or something like that it has everything to do with the 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 theme or the topic or the, wherever they're an expert in and how much i know about that to have a, like comfortably have a conversation right cuz the, the thing that i'm not doing um and everyone's different but i'm not i'm not looking at the questions while i'm having the interview like i'm taking the time beforehand um listing out as all of the questions that come to mind while I'm doing the research, right? Which is, again, depends on who it is. Sometimes that's listening to a couple other podcasts they may have done um, or reading, you know, a couple of written interviews and so forth. Um, and, then getting to the point where I'm like, okay, it feels like these are the themes that I would want to hit on. And that it's the themes that I I remember going into the interview so that then I can be present. And as they're, you know, talking about their story and their work, those themes naturally surface and their questions surface as well.
0: Mm-hmm. As you're going through it, I'm curious because you're such a Reflector <laughs> like do you have a process after an interview of like integrating what just happened do you, are you re-listening like what's your process with every guest guest because you have had some like really amazing conversations on your show
1: yeah, there's a couple what well, I mean there's I guess two two topics there there's there's the actual logistics of the show, which uh what I found very helpful um as soon as I hit stop on the on the recording uh I'll take. I'll actually take a few notes and I'll write out two or three show titles while it's fresh in my head um, because I used to go back, re-listen to the whole thing and like start pulling out like the nuggets and stuff. I'm like, and that is just so time consuming. Right. So now like as soon as I finish the interview, basically if I'm going to revisit it in, I don't know, depending on the backlog, like a month or a month and a half, I just have to pull up that I have everything in the notion page for podcasts um, I just have to pull up that page and you know, my audio guy sends me the file and, and away we go. Like everything's there. What what I implement typically is when a guest leaves a powerful question. Mm. Um, and I think you've interviewed, yeah, you've interviewed this guy as well. Um oh, I, I can see his face now. Who's uh Jamie Wheel? No,
0: have you, I haven't. Jamie? No, okay. No. I thought or Should Stephen Kotler? No yeah,
1: flow research. I thought for sure you interviewed. So Jamie Wheel was uh of the flow research collective so like flow states and all that Mm -hmm. and i'll never forget like he was one of the first that left the question and there's been many since but left the question that really like wow never really thought about that um and his question was like what are you pretending not to know and i wrote that down and for me to integrate it then typically either as soon as that interview is done uh i'll actually journal on that prompt or for sure the next morning it's integrated into that morning flow And then those, then, then I just use them. I continue. And I I mean, I, I collect all the questions that come out of those interviews and have thousands of them at at this point, but I mean, I can't remember that obviously. So the ones that really pop in the interview, uh, I'll write them down and I'll just apply them into my Mm -hmm. own flow.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I love that question. It's the best question. Uh, what are that? have there been any interviews that you feel like, um, surprised you the most?
1: I mean, the theme that comes up that surprises me is it doesn't matter, like, usually this happens with, like, Olympic athletes or or some of the billionaires, like, thinking that they're doing something so outrageous to be at that level of success or um, that level of, like, you know, just... I, I, performance. I don't say, yeah. yeah, performance. Yeah. And just thinking back, like, when I'm because I'm asking those questions, like, what, so what, I, especially with Olympic athletes, like, hey, what is it? Like, what's your flow? Like, what are you doing to keep your mind so dialed in and so focused these objectives? And they will say, yeah, I write on post-it notes, you know, and like, I have my goal on the fridge. Wow, that's really Olympic level. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, any of us can do it. So I'm always surprised. I don't know, I shouldn't be at this point, but, and, and I love it because this is what, for me, what mental fitness is. Um, it's just, they have these reminders throughout the day, non all the time, just just, just reminding them of why they're doing these things and so forth. And it makes sense when you think about all of the reminders that we're getting that are not in line with the life and that we're trying to design or we're trying to live, right? Like, especially with health and so forth, right? Like anytime you're like put on to autopilot or just walk into a grocery store or supermarket, I mean, you're not coming out you know, with the healthy items, if you're just mm-hmm. unintentionally walking through. Right. And it's the same thing as like with the news and social media and all that. So um, I like that, you know, we, they're doing these really interesting things, but they're using using very simple practices, yeah. but that are consistent. And yeah. that I think is, is the key.
0: Totally. And it, it is so true. It's like so much of it is just, are you doing the things? Right. Like yeah. we, we know the things and they're simple, but most people just don't do them for, for yeah. whatever reason, whether we think it's too simple, it won't work. Or, you know, we have all these stories in our head that we're getting caught up in. But a lot of it is just not doing the simple things. But I do also think there's I do also think there's like a resonance, which really, I guess, in regular person language who's not Christina. It would be like personality traits, like, sure, you know, like um, not everybody's going to be an Olympic athlete right? No. Um, not everybody's going to be a best-selling author, right? Um, and I think part of it is like, you know, what's your desire? Um, I think also there are personality traits that go along with it, which I think personality can change for sure. Um, and you can like become more of the personality type of the person who's getting it done, whatever it is. And so I guess my question is, what kind of personality traits do you see coming up in a lot of these people that you're observing?
1: a good question i mean the theme that comes up most often is i'm trying to think of the right words like something around the idea of of, like they're reflective like they they do take time to have stillness of some capacity in their in their day and like we've seen this a lot with uh, different people that are profile where like they'll, they'll read, you know, for the whole morning in some capacity, you you know, or in some, in, in some cases. Um, but I noticed that, you know, it doesn't have to be that huge extended period of time, but that there are, there are built in moments throughout the day consistently where there is 10 or 15 minutes to just think, and not rush into decisions or not rush into whatever is happening and taking time to again check in with themselves to course correct because that's the the i guess the biggest thing that i've noticed is that any of these individuals are like they're very goal-oriented and they've set a path and they're you know they've answered the questions of like who am i now and who am i striving to become you know they're clear on those kind of goal posts but then most importantly they're checking in all the time so that they they don't fall onto some sort of default path or autopilot that the majority of people do right and then all of a sudden that's when you get you get stuck and you're like how did i get here like i climbed the wrong mountain like how did that all happen you know in a year or two three years have gone by well it's because you know we haven't stopped to check in because mm-hmm. you know this the whispers are there we yes. just need to quiet things down a little bit, right? Maybe not. You know, your whispers are probably a little bit more like loud screams, or a little <laughs> bit louder than most, um, because you have that beautiful capability. But uh-huh. like those whispers are there if mm-hmm. if we're willing to listen and ask the questions and ask for the guidance and come off of the track for you know. And I'm not talking hours; I'm talking about minutes in the day. Um, yeah. And and that's you know that's where for me journaling is is really just really important
0: yeah well you know I'll just say like like I have that too so many times I'm somebody who who is very self-reflective and when I know what to do I'll go out and do it I'm very determined you know but um my my whispers often are actually sometimes even harder to discern um Mm. and I've had times in my life where it just feels like everything is stuck and I think what what's the problem, you know? Yeah. Um. But I think it's, it's more difficult for me because it's like, my ego doesn't want to, I'm not letting myself hear it yeah. because I know it will require a complete crumbling of everything I just built. And it just feels like a lot of work, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I will not, I will push it off and I'll feel like, I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Until finally I like am courageous enough to just like, trust, b- because for me, when I'm getting that type of guidance, other things will come through very obviously for me, cause I'm literally hearing the voice or like seeing the yeah. image, but things like that for me, it's not like that at all. It's very much like anyone else, like just like this inner feeling in my gut and every part of my ego wishes. I heard some loud voice screaming at me what to do because then it makes me feel like I can like trust it more. It's legit. Yeah. It's harder to trust when it's just like this inner knowing in your gut, but I have that too. You know, that's part of my, my growth for sure to to just learn to listen to that um but like with that i think you know i I've, I've been having this conversation with a few people and i was actually going to make a post about it cuz i'm like i'll just say i feel like you would never say it this way but i it's just going through the motions to me is just not enough you know and i've i've had a few conversations with friends who it's more in the relationship context well this person is you know they they journal they go to therapy they uh you know they 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 know what's what's wrong, you know, they're doing breath work. And I'm like, and look at what's happened in the last six months. Nothing's changed. Like yeah. it's actually not enough just to go through the motions. You have to yeah. be present in it and actually integrate what's going on and then take action in alignment with it. You know, and I think that totally. that's the other thing is it's it's not just not just being there and going through the motions. It's this is really common in the spiritual space. People think they're spiritual. And it's like just because you go to breath work and sound healing and yoga. D- doesn't mean you're conscious you yeah. know <laughs> uh,
1: yeah you have to be tapped into and in, in, in tapped into yourself right exactly like, to me like that's again coming back to that whole morning flow that's why uh you know the practices change but the time is always there because the time is more so like what do I need right now this season and maybe there's meditation that's re- that that I need today and tomorrow it it is the breath work like it's it's attaching the practices to something that's actually, you know, of of use to what you're going through, then all of a sudden it becomes impactful. It's like reading. It's like reading books that, you know, like you can get stuff out of this. But if you read books that are directly impacting something you're working on. Um, or in my case, I'm working on these these two film series while I'm interviewing film directors on the show. You know, like I, sure, I want to know that mental fitness, but I also want to know the behind the scenes of their world. And that, like, now if you were to ask me, like, impactful episodes, those will be the most impactful right now because that's what I'm going through right now. Whereas, you know, maybe two three years ago, uh, it would have been James Clear because I was looking for better habits and systems and so forth. So it's not, you know, it's the timing and the the applicability of the practice the content the research like whatever it is associated to like what's actually happening in your life right now
0: 100 um which is why i'm like you could never hear the same thing twice it, like no. like it, it, you're hearing it totally differently like yeah. every time i read the same book i'm at a completely different place in my life and so i'm getting totally different things out of it yeah you know or re- so listening true. to a podcast you know I don't know about you, but this year I am dedicated to feeling my absolute best, and that means paying special attention to making sure that all my nutrient requirements are met. I eat a really clean diet, but even doing so, even eating a whole foods-based diet, unfortunately our soil is depleted. It can be really hard to get enough of the different vitamins and minerals that we need from our food. You want to be super picky when it comes to supplements so that your body actually knows what to do with whatever's in them and you want to make sure there aren't any fillers or sketch ingredients in there because a lot do and that is why i love paleo valley one of my absolute favorite products from paleo valley that i feel like everybody should have in their supplement supply is their essential c complex i have tried so many vitamin c's out there and this is by far my favorite it contains not just one but three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin c out there Omla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. It's been third-party lab tested as the most powerful 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet, and it's whole foods based, which means your body actually knows what to do with it. Everything from Paleo Valley is gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. For a while, I used to think that vitamin C was just for when you were sick, and it's definitely not something I take year-round. It's something I take every single day. It's great for keeping your immune system Um, at its best all year long but it's also amazing for supporting detoxification. It's great for reducing fatigue and naturally boosting energy. It's great for digestion. It's great for heart health and regulating your cortisol which I mean come on don't we all need some cortisol support and it's incredible for increasing collagen production which means your skin looks great. I've seen a huge improvement in my skin as well. I talked about before I've been really focusing on everything that supports collagen and production. So vitamin C just has so many health benefits and it's something that I feel has been so incredible for me in a number of capacities. I know a lot of you take this as well. We wanna make sure that we are paying attention to quality, to sourcing because not all supplements work the same. And as somebody who has tried so many through all of my years in with my own health issues for a long time with different chronic illnesses, but then also working for years as a holistic nutritionist. I really know the ins and outs of supplements. And just because you're taking a vitamin C doesn't mean it's actually doing much. So I highly recommend checking out Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex. It's something I move through really quickly and I'm taking it every single day. If you want to try out their Essential C Complex or any of Paleo Valley's other products, I use literally all of them this is the highest quality stuff out there just head to paleovalley.com and use my code christina15 for 15% off that is p-a-l-e-o-v-a-l-l-e-y.com and my code christina15 which is c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-a 15 will get you 15% off when you get your order in the mail be sure to take a screenshot tag me on social media so we can see what you picked up and let me know how much you love it so let me ask you with learning about film and some of these like new directions you're going into, what is that bringing up within you? Like how, what, what edges is that pushing for you?
1: Oh, I mean, it's pushing a lot of edges. It's the <laughs> Like I know nothing about film and TV or documentaries other than being a consumer of them, but mm-hmm. um, what I do know, though, is I remember f- filming the the trailer for the book uh, for Personal Socrates and, and leaving that experience. And I rem- I, I'll i never forget this because I finished it and my, my wife was with me. I'm like, that was so much fun, like not just filming it, all of the prep before, like the rehearsal stuff, like thinking about it and then being there, like the whole thing was just so much fun. And I'm like, I, I would love to do more of this. But that just wasn't my world. And somehow I find myself, uh, you know, soon probably entering that world. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm at the development stage right now, but I, I know that it will, I don't know what the timeline is, but it will happen. Um, uh, cause the, the, the effort's being put in, in into the whole thing. So like what I'm struggling though, like where the edges are is, I know I'm coming into this with a fresh set of eyes and naive in a certain way, but at the same time, I don't want to make mistakes that many have already made before me and trying to balance like coming in, asking questions that people that are, you know, within the industry probably wouldn't ask, but at the same time, also not like wasting my time. Right. So I'm just, you know, and I'm the only way I'm, 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 Kind of circumventing that is again checking in with myself and and seeing like, hey, where's my energy going? Like, is is the question's down this path? Like, is it leading anywhere, right? Or who can I speak with and so forth to bounce these ideas off of and so forth? So just constantly just checking in to see like, hey, is this the path I set out? Does this still make sense, or do I need to adjust a little bit? Or what am I hearing? What what Mm -hmm. feels right? And also just try not to put any expectations on this. Like, it'll be what it'll be. The timing will, like, it's still, in my opinion, like a pre-day activity. Like, and I, that, that's what I pre-day to me is after the mental fitness and before 9am type thing before I'm doing other things. I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's meetings and stuff that are happening, but for the most part, like the ideation and working on stuff is happening before my other work. Um, And I'm excited. It's starting to happen, but I'm excited for the day that it really flips into Oh no, like, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm working on this the whole day type thing. And I can, I can feel that it's, we're getting there. Um, so I'm, yeah, like it's, it it feels completely different. It's not, I remember writing the book, like that was so damn hard. Uh, Cause I can't write a book in three days like you. Um, <laughs> but I remember that process being so hard. Uh, this just still at this point feels like I'm learning. Um, You know, like I signed up for masterclass, like, and I'm just learning from, you know, different directors as well. The ones that I can't interview or don't have access to. And so it's like, there's a, there's an excitement around the curiosity part of it. Um, And then also seeing like, oh, wow. Because there's literally there, the the one film concept came is how it all started and pitching it and talking to different people. Now there's, there's a second one. So there's two films in the same um, uh, stage, this development stage but they're, they're like, the paths are completely different, mm-hmm. which I'm learning. Like there's a million different ways to do this. And it's, that is so, it's so interesting. Cause I'm like, okay, well, so this one's going through this production house. This one's going through the talent side. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, so now I'm learning from both, which is so fun.
0: Yeah. So fun. Are you allowed to, are you allowed to say like what they're about or no?
1: I think so. We'll see. Maybe not <laughs> at this point, like nothing, nothing signed or anything like that. Um, <laughs> The, the original concept was uh, I was starting to prepare the uh, second book in under like the personal Socrates kind of flavor for and for anyone that hasn't uh, or not aware of that book. Really, it's it's a book of, of short chapters and profiles of people alive today and people that have passed like Maya Angelou and Picasso and Kobe Bryant and stuff like that. And it's all about unpacking their mental fitness and the prompts that we can then apply to our lives to, um, you know, adjust and course correct and stuff like that. So I started to think about like the, the book is resonating and I'm getting good feedback. And, and, and the thing that comes up over and over again is even though, you know, I'm reading a chapter on like Picasso and I, I can't see myself as like this legendary painter, it is relatable with the prompts. And how like, and that's that's my job, obviously, as, as the writer. So I started to think of like, well, how can I reach more people and have more impact through people that have that reach and that attention? And like that will open the door in the conversation. But what I really want is the transformation on the other side for people. So I started to think about musicians. So I'm like, we all have these songs. Like any one of us, we put a, song, a certain song on, we can completely shift our state instantly. Right. Like we have that. And same thing with, uh, you can say the same thing with different art or, um, actors and so forth. Um, so I was, I was going down that path of let's, let's write a book profiling, you know, different musicians that anyone would know and under the same format. And after I started, I wrote a, a book back summary, like a mock book back summary, uh, threw in some fake quotes from like Vanity Fair and Rolling Stone magazine and stuff, just like, this is going to be the flavor. and. Um, kind of shopped it around with some friends and family and everyone's everyone said the same thing so it'd be a really interesting book but I feel like this would be a really good like film series of some sort and then that's when that moment of filming the book trailer came rushing back so fast and that it was like yes absolutely this is like the sign of I don't know what I'm doing but I I know that I liked this and I'm getting a bit of validation on that this could be something and just started to put together uh, a plan of of what this was like, st- it, literally, like, again, even just like the naive eyes, like the there's like in the film world, they call them these these uh, film Bibles or TV Bibles, which is basically a pitch deck. Um, but like just learning all this language, I'm like, no, I've got a book back summary. And then I'm gonna add on to that in terms of like what you need for to fill in the gaps for like a, a film series or whatever it is. Um, and just run with it. So so yeah, so that's that's the main one. And um, the other one kind of came off of that uh more in the retreat space and profiling, like what's happening out in nature with different companies and how company culture is really shifting. Um, people are prioritizing well-being and how that's how that's um, you know how that can change over time so that one's in another flow of development
0: I I love it I'm super excited I feel like that's a per- this is the perfect example of like finding alignment you know how you were saying like the book felt hard uh, but yeah. then I mean when you're filming that book trailer and you were had so much fun for you to realize like a lot of people would not think that was fun
1: yeah a lot of people would
0: hate it right so like that tells you something about like oh I like this is for me you know um so I feel like it's cool to see you like follow that alignment you know and like I I just think it's like it goes back to like what's easier you know um because it's more more exciting but my, my question is like you have this big idea like that what do you do with it
1: I talk to people
0: You just talk to everybody. Yeah, I talk
1: to I talk to everyone that I know first to Mm -hmm. see, and I I'm just I, I do everything possible to be present to see like what are the real reactions. Like I don't I learned this when I had the the journaling app. Like and and this was part of the downfall of that app. Um, I fell for our own hype. Like we had a lot of people uh saying good things, a lot of. Brand write ups and and media and stuff to the point where, you know, as you know, it reached almost 90 million people, but the business didn't work. So, you know, that was one of the big lessons was like, don't fall for the hype, you know, make sure that the fundamental idea uh, and in that case, the business model was uh, was in check. So in this case, I was at least for the first few months, really just looking to see, is there is there a valid concept here? that is worth going further and exploring and putting energy uh into it and i felt you know validated enough by people either i knew well or as well as people i have no relationship with that have no reason to you know blow smoke my way um and you know it seems like it is at this point now it's trying to understand okay who needs to be involved in a project like this like like it's just one step at a time like Everything's in a Notion page right now as a kind of a pitch. It looks different and whatnot. Does it have to go into a slide deck of a Bible of whatever they they call it? In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Um, based on how I'm seeing this this kind of roll out, but w- like, what's next? Oh, I need to find, you know, a, a potential interested director. All right. Well, who who can I start talking to? And also just studying the you know the different films that are out there. Um, and, and seeing who's directing these things that are comparable and, you know, might be, might be interested. Right. And I'm just, I'm leveraging the podcast as well. Like not, yeah. not for everyone. Cause it's not, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to jeopardize the show. And all of a sudden it becomes like a film, mm-hmm. <laughs> a one-on-one film interview, uh podcast, but like bringing on a, a few people that I want to show what's possible with mental fitness. So they can then see, oh, I see what you're saying in terms of like, what's possible, if we do this in a film series style because I Mm -hmm. just went through it with you on the show yeah I have one of those on Thursday coming up actually so oh
0: love that well it's funny because I you know whenever I watch like documentaries you know when they're like interviewing people they're like in the chair like (laughs) they're like showing something and they shoot over to the person like interviewing them I always think like I always think of you
1: oh I I always
0: think like that you should be like interviewing or like having these conversations i like i i don't know i feel like you're like built for that it's so funny
1: well received i'll i mean i'll take it i i don't feel like uh there's something about it that does feel right um i'm probably still in like imposter syndrome of of not you know not knowing if 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 i really am cut out for that but there is something that's like i feel like i would enjoy it and and this whole project is like the examples i'm using in the pitch is it's a cross between uh jonah hill's uh documentary studs that everyone's talking about right now mixed with like letterman's my next guest needs no introduction so there is like the one-on-one but then there's Mm -hmm. also going behind the scenes and seeing okay like what are you doing you know um that that people aren't seeing when it comes to building up your mind and so forth. Like mm-hmm. Sean Mendes, just he canceled a world tour. I'm less interested in like the the you know, from nothing to fame, you can tell a bit of that story, but that story has been told a thousand times. I want to know, Sean Mendez, when you decide to cancel the tour for your mental health, how did you foster the courage to make that decision? And most importantly, now, what are you doing? to, you know, keep your, to either rebuild your mind or get you to the person that you're striving to become. Mm-hmm. And like, that's where it becomes, we don't have to be this like famous, you know, uh musician or movie star to ask those questions. Like we're all on that track in some capacity, his is very public, but there's things that I guarantee he's doing that all of us could do and yeah. m- might be doing. Right. So th- that's the idea of the, the, everything, whether it's film or the book or podcast, everything around at least my world is how can we make these practices more accessible and relatable to anyone? Because mm-hmm. there's just too much mental suffering that I think uh, is really preventable um, and, and reversible in many cases, not all cases, but a good chunk of what's happening out there, I think, uh, could really be alleviated with some of these 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 different mental fitness practices.
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think that's, what's fascinating too. And you look at somebody um, with that, like at that level, in terms of that many people's eyes on you and that much pressure. And like, I feel like at that level, it's, it's odd. It's extreme. So you can really mm-hmm. pick apart. Like people are either at the top of their game or like falling apart. Yeah. You know, totally. Um, I mean, I feel this way with like, I mean, my clientele has shifted and changed over the years. And at this point it's pretty much all my clients are the CEO of a company. Um, and I look at these people and I uh, like, yeah, I know about, you know, how they live and how they think. And I'm like, this is fucking fascinating. Like yeah. everybody should understand how, because no one else thinks like this or like the things that are so important to them, what they do in the morning or before bed or like, I'm like, this is the interesting shit. Like you should be yeah. talking about this, you know, because all of those things are like what, what make the difference between like, were they the CEO or were they still in a nine to five? Like yeah. that's the difference. Totally.
1: Totally. And it's, well, I'm very like, excited. Fascinating. Well, thank you. So am I. I'll yeah. keep you posted. Yeah, what do you ride. F-
0: what do you feel like is the difference for you between podcasting and like that medium?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think I think the film medium just allows for a whole other like glimpse into the at least the way I'm positioning this, like glimpse into like behind the scenes and like, okay, if you're doing cold plunges, let's do a cold plunge together. And then when you come out, I'm going to ask you some questions.
0: Yeah. And
1: like, I'm excited because what I've noticed, even through my work with teams, like, and we talked about this before, like when, when teams are out in nature or something like bigger than themselves, for example, all of a sudden those questions and that mental fitness. Just is on a whole other level that I can't necessarily go to on the podcast, um even if we're in person for the most part because it's just you know, the medium is uh, not necessarily conducive to that, um especially virtually. So I'm excited to see what's possible there. Um, the one to one interview part, like at least on that side, i'm I'm quite com- like comfortable given the the amount of interviews, and I'm confident that, uh, the right questions will surface to actually create some change. And I, what I'm excited about is the unexpected change that those subjects uh, may experience while we're filming it. That's the ultimate goal: is is not only to have like viewers to leave with tools and questions to think about, but also the you know the actual subject being profiled. Like, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. And you know, to do that, I need the environment to create that safety and that comfort to be able to go there and surface like not the answers that you're going to get from people magazine or like the standard kind of celebrity interview setup right like let's go let's go behind i mean <laughs> behind the human we'll see what what the actual series is called i mean that's the podcast obviously but let's go behind the human and and use mm-hmm. questions and mental fitness to do so
0: yeah I I love that this stuff makes me so excited so I'm gonna be so excited to see it come to life um and I guess you know my last question with this is are there any practices and it could be mental fitness um but it could be any practice in general that has surprised you that somebody has attributed to being part of their like their success it could be like their mental physical wellness something that you're like whoa I never would have thought of
1: doing that I mean there have been so many because like I, if I think of my own toolkit of mental fitness it's just it's it's this massive box of of options mm-hmm. and it's all because of the of the podcast whereas like I started in this stuff literally just journaling and doing yeah. physical exercise um, something that you know I think probably relate with with your audience as well is just and I'm like at the surface of this but but just like marrying up the journaling and the practices with like natural moon cycles and all of that. And I do like, even the last one, we just went, like, I don't even know the names, but the last, like, I do know the day before the last full moon, I was like, wow, there's like something completely off here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's, we're going through some sort of like lunar shift or cycle. Like I'm probably using all the wrong language, but all I know, at least at this point, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll tap into the journaling, set some intentions, and it just feels so much better. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there have been a few people on the show that have talked about that. And, you know, at that time, I just, I knew nothing about that space. So again, the curiosity Mm -hmm. sparked and it was Jill Winterstein from Spirit Daughter that initially um, got me going on that realm. Um, The other stuff I think is just, is the stacking of the practices and like looking like shifting perspective from you know i'm going to do this one thing or i'm going to meditate or whatever versus how can i incorporate any of these practices into other things i'm already doing that doesn't feel like i have to get up earlier or um extend the day or anything like that and and I credit that, like I shared that journaling example, of, like in the moment stuff, like that's all coming from this idea of integration. And I feel like that is a the theme that I get asked about the, the most, even in the psychedelic space, like people going through different trips and stuff. It's like the questions I always get is, is after, like, how do you integrate this like newfound clarity and all this, you know, insight and whatnot? Like, that's where, you know, even the mental fitness and corporate space, like People are talking about the practices. People know that this stuff is important. I think where the next phase is, or where there's an opportunity, is like how do we actually implement and and integrate any of this stuff in a way that doesn't feel forced or doesn't feel like this massive shift and is more like it's attainable, right? Yeah. So I think like that's probably the thing that 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 strikes me the most, and also happens to be the the element that i love the most about you know doing this kind of work
0: yeah well that's the thing it's like you get results when you take action because you've integrated it right going back to like yeah. not just going through the motions like what are you changing then to create transformation in your life you know and i think that is the the area that most people need the most support in and just kind of examples of like what what does that really look like um yeah. i feel like I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, I think, and I, but I was thinking about it in a kind of a different context. Like, there's just like a lot of thinking about things and yeah. not enough doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and I catch myself because like, uh, you know, by, by training and I guess my default mode is like strategist. Mm-hmm. And so I often be like, okay, it's time to like, stop thinking about this and like drawing another thing in the idea notebook, you know, and mm-hmm. actually, okay. Like what, what are the steps? you know, to take yeah. one conversation, one email, one message. So, you know, just taking a look and like I do this with the calendar, just making sure that, all right, is there a good balance of of thought process or, or thinking about a new project versus actually in, in my case, like reaching out to different people, meeting different people, setting up some conversations and so forth. Then, you know, again, just the constant check-ins. Yeah,
0: I love that. I wanted to, so I did a um, like a year ahead planning session with people in my membership. And part of it was, you know, a ton of journal prompts. And there's this one, this is the one question that I love the most. What are the conscious steps to shape my desired destiny?
1: Mm. So well worded.
0: I love that question. Yeah. Cause it's like, not even just like my desired destiny, like, where do I want to end up? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'm just getting. And when I asked myself that question, I got real clear. And I thought, whoa, haven't been doing that, you know? Um, yeah. But I think that that question for me just felt really in alignment with what we were just talking about of like, what am I going to actually do to step into this instead of just thinking
1: about it? You know? So good. So yeah. good.
0: I am hoping that when you land over here and we meet up eventually, that it will be over a full moon or a new moon. And I'm going to take you through a full moon or new moon ceremony.
1: Oh, I can't wait.
0: (laughs) You would love it. You would love it. So let's, let's just uh, set that intention that the timing aligns with the moon. (laughs) Yes.
1: I, I mean, I know I will be out your way more this, Mm -hmm. this year, so I can't wait. We for sure have to do that. We have to do that.
0: Well, for everyone listening let them know how they can connect further with you, dive deeper into all of the mental fitness practices and learn about what you're doing next.
1: Uh, thank you. I mean, the easiest place is just behind the human.com. Uh, the socials are there. The podcasts are there. The book's there. And uh, you can you can reach me as well. I mean, I as you can probably tell, I'm a bit obsessed with good questions. So please, I mean, y- you know, whether social or email, like shoot over the questions that have changed your life or that are questions that you ask and reflect on, on a frequent basis, I'd love to A, incorporate that into my own practices, but then share them out with the community because, um, you'll see this on the book. Like I, and I, I stand by this, like we're, we're all one question away all the time from a different life or different mood or mindset. So let's, you know, let's just share those out and have some, you know, a nice ripple effect and, and help more people together.
0: Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We will put all of the links in the show notes so you guys can check it out and thank you again so much mark for coming on the podcast always a pleasure
1: right back at you like you can see i'm smiling just i'm so energized after speaking with you thank you
0: same huge thank you to mark for coming on the show sharing his amazing energy and so much incredible information and Prompts for reflection. Love that so much. Be sure to head to behindthehuman.com to learn more from Mark. You can check out his book, Personal Socrates. I highly recommend it and definitely listen to his podcast behind the human it is incredible and you can find him on instagram at behind the human if you did enjoy this show be sure to take a screenshot share it to social media tag me tag Christina the channel podcast tag mark that way we can say thank you and repost you it always means the world to me when you guys repost and i love just seeing that you're listening and love seeing which episodes you are enjoying. So huge thank you to all of you who do share. And if you think this episode will resonate with somebody in your life, maybe send them the link. Great way to circulate some energy and see what you get in return. That's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next time.